This is Unclaimed Bands, show 75. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight's our guest is Swamp Candy. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, all right. Uh, what I'd like to do is jump right into a song so people know what you're about. Uh, what are we going to hear? We're going to hear uh, the first song on our new album, Midnight Creep, and the uh, song's title is Aberdeen. Okay, this is Aberdeen.
That was Aberdeen by Swamp Candy. Guys, can you just uh, tell me, give me your name and what you do in the band? Start right to left or left to right, whichever is best for you. Who's on what? Like from your perspective or from oh, the so I'm on the left. Ready. You start. So um, okay, I, uh, I'm Joey. <laughs> I play upright bass and bass drum. I'm kind of like the percussionist, bassist of the band. Yep, and uh, I'm Ruben Dobbs, and I play slide guitar and sing, and sometimes acoustic guitar and sing. Okay, so Ruben, is it true that your great-great-grandfather or once-removed uncle owned Dobbs at one point? <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's yeah, amazing. He great. Oh, he's been trying to play here for now. years. He's been trying to play here for years. Unfortunately, he was the black sheep of the family. <laughs> oh, my God. And the good half of the family had inherited the joint from him, and then they, they really wanted to snub me. I had to... Working in through Jim and Vince to even get in the front door, you know. But you're here now. That's, I'm here that's now. Good. And you're not blackballed that, anymore. Not blackballed well, anymore. That, yeah, and the family will yeah. come to forgive and they'll and let it go. And not hold it against you. Yeah. They didn't have me up for Thanksgiving, but. Wow, yeah. that's no uh, love. Well, at least we have you here. That's the important part. <laughs> that's no love. So how did you guys get together? How did you start playing together? Um, Joey's really good at telling yeah, the story. Uh, I was playing electric bass in a pop country band. We did like Carrie Underwood and strawberry wine the Duke Carrie Underwood That's oh yeah great, man. it was it was a good time <laughs> I'm assuming before she was married one of my uh, <laughs> life accomplishments but um yeah we we played in that it was a female friend of band uh the, there was a like a it was based around the girl singer and the girl songwriter uh Jen the songwriter well let me start over those two went on a reality television show um and Caitlin, the singer, ended up like continuing on. It was called Can You Duet. It was on uh, CMT. Oh yeah, and she yeah. ended up winning the first season of that show. Uh-huh. Um, so she stayed in Nashville. The band split up. Jen started doing duo gigs with Ruben, and you know I was going out just to try to support people, my my friends from that band. And I went and checked them out, and I saw what Ruben did. And I had just started bringing the kick drum out on my bar gigs just to try to make a little more noise and try to make it a little more interesting, I guess. And I thought what I was doing would kind of work well with what he was doing. And we got together and started playing. And then uh, he ended up getting, like, right after that happened, an offer to play in the U.K. and do a tour over there. And he asked me to do it. And then once we went over there and started with that tour, it kind of solidified into a band from that point. All right, and that's how you guys got together to play. Yeah, that's, yeah, cool. that's how we got together, yeah. And another important lesson why those reality competition shows for music are horrible. Splits bands up. <laughs> yeah, splits bands up. Yeah, she's she uh, Caitlin, the girl who won it's still living in Nashville and she does a lot of demo work, but it I don't think she's she's doing much stuff with her own career, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately that's the way it goes. And, and yeah. again, no love in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No love. Well, hey, you know, we wish the best. town, man. Yeah. We don't really play there that much because it's just really hard. <laughs> we, <laughs> make yes. we had one gig there and uh it actually messed up our other gig in new york by playing this gig that's kind of a longer story but we played at like a seven o'clock slot and there were like four people there and oh. it was just like it was just kind of miserable yeah but yeah, yeah, it's good people. to hang out and drink you know it's fun to go see those bands <laughs> pbr is like PBR stays, furthering your free. career yeah um, it's tough and again nothing's wrong with drinking well no, bring it no, bring no, sand to the no. beach you know exactly <laughs> yeah. what uh for your band what kind of how would you classify your music your band what would you say because i mean a lot of people wear different titles mm-hmm. and some of them aren't the best thing to to really do but what would you say your band is well people call us a blues band but i don't think it's right i think it's more like we're a band that plays blues because i write in a lot of different other styles um i'm really influenced actually by like gypsy jazz and old hank williams senior sort of stuff and johnny cash and also radiohead and yeah, you know, I love I love Jane's Addiction. Although that influence doesn't make it that much into our stuff, <laughs> or the Radiohead arrangement sort of idea makes it into some of our songs, like mm-hmm. the way they arrange 
their chord structures and things like that and their songs kind of make it it's in. it's our take on delta blues that's pretty much what it is i mean you okay. can call it like a stomp and boogie i think it's kind of a good like visual picture of it what it is but uh yeah, old school stomp and boogie yeah old school I, stomp and boogie works yeah i mean i would say i would say it didn't really yeah. it didn't really fit into like you know like general blue stuff like i didn't see that i mean I, yeah or here well it's funny know, though so but it's in, when we go to the uk and we go you know over there people like immediately associate us with like blues they're like oh you're the like you're the original blues yeah you're like <laughs> where it all came from yeah we get it like i i literally had somebody walk up to me after we did a sunhouse song at a, at a show and was like oh you did like mostly the 1936 version of sunhouse but you 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 put a few of the lyrics from the 1963 version of the song death letter in there as well you cheeky little monkey you know i'm like <laughs> I'm like, uh, no one in the States would ever say anything like that. And, and yes, you're right. And that's really weird that you knew that. You know? That's cool. <laughs> but in the UK, they know they're, they're rabid. They're rabid about the blues. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they just know everything about it. That's Extremely cool. educated people. Whereas in the States, I'll, we'll play that stuff and they'll be like, well, is that bluegrass? Because it's not blues. What is, uh, what is it? I don't, I don't really understand. It's like, it's like, nah, if somebody actually played bluegrass heard you saying that, they would kill you because it's <laughs> we just opened up for our bluegrass band and like there's some diehard bluegrass fans who are like nothing but bluegrass and we get some kind of like evil eyes and mm-hmm. we play yeah, a dude staring me down and his old lady was up there they were right up in front he was right up there in front just to make me feel uncomfortable and and uh he was staring me down and, and all of a sudden his old lady started shaking her booty during one of our songs and he gave her like the hard look like like, I'm going to beat you down in the parking lot later. <laughs> I can't believe you just shook your ass to that not-bluegrass stuff. You, you know, know, it's against the bluegrass yeah. Bible to be dancing anything in bluegrass. Yeah. Beat you in the parking lot. Uh, he, was pointing to my electric, to he was pointing to my electric amp and shaking his head. Wow. Like, it's like, that just ain't right. You know? it's, yeah, it's a very pure type of racism. Okay. Yeah. That's not it right at all. <laughs> you know, now, for everybody listening uh, who's never seen the band and uh, hasn't been to the website... Uh, we don't have a partial band here. That's why there's only two people here. This is the whole band, and and I have to say, listen to your music, and you know, we just heard the song. Uh, how do you guys do it? How do you make the sound sound like a full band? Yeah, because it sounds like more than two of you. Well, let me start, and I'll let Joey finish. Um, yes, sir. Because that's kind of how we do it. Um, no, <laughs> I, uh, I I started off um, before Joey came along playing. Uh, playing slide guitar, resonator guitar, singing, doing fingerstyle, so I created a lot of rhythm that way, and then playing, uh, just stomping on my guitar case with a kick drum mic inside it. Uh-huh. So I was trying to like create more sound than just one person when that all started. And then Joey came along, and he wanted to start playing kick drum, and I was more than happy to stop stomping on stuff while I'm singing, because it, it's just exhausting, you know? Sure. Um, and so he took over with kick drum, but then he adds other elements of percussion and I'm going to let him tell you about that now. Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, I play bass and the drum. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of tapping on the neck, so you get a lot of snare sounds out of that. It's like a... Um, it's just trying to fill it out as much as possible. Um, you know, I've always liked small bands. Like, I love Local H, and I love Rush, and I love, you know, bands of two or three guys that just get a lot of sound, um, as opposed to, like, a 12-piece band. And, you know, I mean, a part of it is, like, it's a, it's a money thing, too. Like, we make our living playing music. So if we go out on tour, to tour with two people or to fly two people over to the U.K. or even just to play a local bar gig with two people, um, it makes it a little easier financially, too. And I think that's kind of part of it. But it's also just really fun. I get to play as many notes as I want to. And he never says anything about it, and it's awesome. <laughs> 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 
I can just play and play. Well, because he's not filling it in with tonal notes. He's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of percussion yeah. sounds. So it's like he'll he'll hit the body and it sounds like a four timer. Hit the bass player. Hit the string. neck. He'll hit the string on the neck, <laughs> and it sounds like a snare drum. It really does sound just like a you know. And then mm-hmm. you know he's got the kick drum going, and his kick drum. Rhythm since we started out as a band, I mean, it started off as just like a four on the floor, yeah, one, was two, just three, four, dun, dun. and now he's starting to get into some really intricate, interesting, subtle nuances within the kick drum itself. And you it's, get more comfortable with it. Yeah, time. yeah, it's really interesting what he's doing now. Well, you know? I mean, that's cool. I mean, for me, I, I, we've seen one or two other uh, bands that that have played with two people, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe three. But you know, there's a lot of electronics with it and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's almost like you, well. You know, you you have to hire someone just to move all that crap. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But you know, just with um, you guys being able to attain uh, a fuller sound without having to bring in, all right, let's bring in the drum machine, let's bring this in, and who's got the synth that's going to do this over that? I think that's amazing. I think it's a pure form of the the, the music, and it, but it's also showing um, great talent. You know, without having to pre-program stuff that runs on a certain beat. And yeah, I mean, plenty of artists do that. And that's that's yeah, the thing to yeah. create their music. And that's got its own difficulties. Yeah, yeah built absolutely, into it, absolutely. But I think what you guys do is really, really original in that in that sense because you do it very well. Okay? Yeah. So thank you. Just, you know, oh, my, my thoughts on that. Um, I wanted to ask uh, during the making of Midnight Creep, you, you also had a documentary that was being filmed or it was being yeah. recorded. Um, first question is about that. What was the thought process? What, as far as doing that, what was the genesis of going? Hey, you know, let's, let's do a documentary about creating this. Um, there wasn't any. It was. It's really funny. It was. Um, all right. So this, how how Ruben works? Yeah, we'll, just, we'll have this big broad idea. We'll throw it out there, and then we'll just see what happens. And that's kind of what it was. Like all the yeah. video and stuff that, that that can't. Like it wasn't supposed to be anything. Until it was all done, and then it was what it was. But we never went in. We never went into it saying it was going to be a documentary. It, it At some point, those that? words slipped out of my mouth, and it became a documentary. Ah, okay. um, but I had, you know, my my wife has a film company. I have a uh, good friend, uh, uh, Joe Carr, who does Joseph Carr does all of our branding and designing and everything, all of our album art, all that stuff. And um, so we thought it'd be best to have somebody who's a little more objective, like Joe. Who's close enough to us to understand our imagery and stuff, but objective enough to not be Joey's girlfriend or my wife, who were the ones on the camera. So mm-hmm. he could kind of direct them to treat us like we weren't us, I guess. Yeah. More like we're just subjects that need to be captured yeah. within something. And then, you know, so after the first session went down, because uh, we did the we did Midnight Creep in two sessions. We did one at uh, an old barn, and then we did the other session at a mansion. And... Um, by the time all of it kind of went down, they they had enough stuff going on. Somewhere in between there, I was like, "Well, you guys are making a documentary now," and they were like, "Oh, we are great, thanks." <laughs> you know, like like do you know how many more man hours you just stuck on our project that you know it's so. But it's cool. Like it's starting to get picked up by film festivals. It came Ash, out really well. It turned out really more amazing than anybody thought it could. Now, you know? now do you guys plan to release it to the public? Or well, is it we did. Already? We did. It's it's on Vimeo now. Oh, you it can, is. Okay. Yeah, you can get it. You can. Order it on Vimeo for like five bucks or something like that, or you can order a hard copy for like twenty or something. And, and there are links we on your website, I assume, yeah. for that. Huh? For, are there links on your website in order for people to get to that? You know there aren't, but if you just Google search "Midnight Creep" and "Swamp Candy," you'll okay, you'll, you, a, you'll a ton of stuff it. will come up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Hit that's the video great. selection, and you'll uh, you'll find cool. Definitely, all sorts I didn't of stuff get right. I didn't get a chance to check it out obviously before yeah. this, and that's that's why I was looking for the link. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was, you know, was out yet, but that's yeah, cool. yeah, that's yeah. Good it's been out, been out since April sixth. Oh, we released wow. our album along with it, and actually, what our album is, 
our vinyl release is called Midnight Creep, but the CD is called Midnight Creep Noonday Stop because there's an additional seven songs on the CD that are not on the vinyl. Very cool. Yeah, so it's like an EP attached to the CD. Mm-hmm. And then if you buy the vinyl, you get a download of, of all of that. Of the songs. Yeah, yeah. Of all, in, cool. in WAV files if you want them. I do yeah. it on Bandcamp, so you get WAV files if you like. All right, that works. Yeah. That was our great compromise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Should we talk about that? Oh, yeah, because we, <laughs> yeah. we had some songs we didn't agree on, you know, on the album. Well, you know, there was so much that was about the video. You know, it was like we had this one weekend in the mansion for the second recording session. We had to get these five songs done and track everything individually. And, you know, the... That wasn't the original plan, though. The string quartet or whatever that we had, like, just took way longer to try to lock down and, 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 and get that recorded. So instead of taking an hour, that took six. And we had to have the garden party for the video on Sunday. So if we weren't done tracking by, like, 11 o'clock Sunday morning we were done tracking at 11 yeah. o'clock. <laughs> you know, so, like, there were things on there, and I'm very particular, like, much more than Ruben. Ruben's like, ah, it's just being real. You know, it's cool to have those mistakes there. And I'm like, no, my, my hit needs to be in that particular spot. And, you know, so there were things I wasn't happy about. So that's why I think, like, one of the songs is on there twice. It's on, like, the the first 10, I think, 1,000 yeah. miles, maybe. Then yeah, it's 1,000 miles and then 1,000 you know, miles Because I was like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not happy with the way that I, I sound on that. And then yeah. we recorded it again. Well, I wasn't I wasn't super psyched about a thousand miles either, man. It was, it was just kind of like, um, but I like basically what I guess I liked was the we recorded that in the barn, yeah. And there were five songs that were done in the barn, and then another five that were done in the mansion. And what I liked was sonically, I liked the consistency of all those songs next to each other because they sounded like they were recorded in a, in, a, in the right place, yeah. And so the tonally and mojo wise, it made a lot of sense, but the the actual feel of the song felt a little rushed i thought you know and it, it just kind of it was a little sloppy and then like yeah, so if you get the album go home and be very critical of it and pick <laughs> it up and listen to these two songs <laughs> yeah listen to the two songs listen to I, was like, hesitant, then, I was hesitant to bring this email up you after that. Before. can they yeah. email you so you can fix yeah, it please. is that the point yeah yeah <laughs> well, no, so the we second did. version we did of it actually has like multi-track guitar and it's like everything's exactly how joey wants it on his end mm. and i'm actually super psyched about it because i got to do some really interesting stuff on guitar i got to down tune a uh a, a guitar and and do like these big open voice chords that go f- from one ear to the next so it's like boom 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 you know on either side of your head and kind of like yes sort of stuff you yeah know? it's it was, it was fun yeah all right, well, yes. then it all worked out and, and yeah. that's a great compromise though yeah uh, i i think i think that that model we know a couple of people have done vinyl before and all that mm-hmm. and, and all that but that's that's pretty interesting to do it should, that way should i put a poll up yeah, which called miles. Yeah, and, and one's called a thousand miles, and the other one's called a thousand miles away. Okay, All right, so, so that's, we'll that's how you tell right. the difference we'll between a, the two. You do that. We'll, that's we'll yours. It can, be, it, it can be a blind test. Too. Okay. Don't, don't let them know which which party it's on. Exactly. You know? We don't yeah. have to let them know. Yeah, like yeah. Brand, you know, I like that. Brand X, brand yeah, Y. I like that. Put pull up. So I wanted to turn turn to touring. You guys tour pretty continuously or pretty pretty regularly, mm-hmm. and you've gone over and uh, you've already done the UK. You've got another tour that you're working on for the UK coming up, I mm-hmm. guess, in 2014, it's right? Coming together, yeah. really well. it'll be our We're third so one, yeah. third one there. Third one, yeah. And obviously, you mentioned that you've played there um, before, but in in all the time that you've been playing and everything, do you have any like favorite place you played or, or special thing memory that sticks out to you that just goes, "Wow, I can't believe that happened." Man, you. Fantasy Fest was pretty memorable. We weren't like blacked out. It was great. Yeah, Key West. <laughs> Key West was nuts. We just did the a, a, a week in Fantasy weird. Fest. Everyone's just like body painted, and you're just like walking through your gig just naked, and you're like, okay. <laughs> all, all in all green out. And, you're um, always told to picture that, you know. 
to make you less nervous, but you actually see it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people are actually are naked. All and all green in Charleston is kind of cool. Right like we, the Charleston. first time we played there, we had pygmy goats jump up on stage with us, and they're hanging out. Like you know, the only thing that was weird about it is I thought they were going to eat my cables, so ah. I, was, I kept kind of looking down at you them. Gotta you know? be. I was a little distracted, but it was funny. Yeah. You know. Goats and on then, stage and, and naked bodies like yeah. it. <laughs> and then, then all of the UK, like that story I told about the Sun House song and stuff like that, it's just like the UK is just awesome. Like, Everywhere it's awesome. People yeah. are really attentive. The only thing is sometimes they're a little too subdued because they're very polite. But um, <laughs> And we're used to kind of having like a dancing crowd, people getting up yeah. and getting into it, and to have people just sitting there watching you like very quietly and politely. But uh, the, it's okay, nice okay. in a way, but it's also kind of like, come on, guys. We only had one gig that was like that in the UK, but it was like more well, of people the got hook. down. Yeah, it was more off the hook. Blues Barp and Harrogate. That was awesome. There yeah. were, like, girls on the side, like, on the boots, like, dancing up and everything. And it all happened. from Brazil? Yeah, the people from Brazil. They, it, was, it was pretty, like, it was, people were starting were to move and starting to get in, but these people from Brazil came in. They were like, we are not having it. You are all getting up and dancing. There's no excuse for anybody to be sitting. We are from Brazil. You will dance now. Wow. wow. You will dance to whatever's happening. We happened to be what was happening. And they just pulled everybody up, and the whole place just erupted. And it was only, like, six Brazilians. So, you know, so are you guys planning on making a tour to Brazil <laughs> where there are a lot more? <laughs> I don't know. They'll That'll be, be dancing good. at the airport when you yeah, land. we got to cool. work that out. Yeah. <laughs> not opposed. No, That's cool. Not opposed to it. But we just stuck, uh, stuck a bunch of money into a um, publicity thing for Europe to try and gain some traction over there. So yeah. We'll have to see what happens with that. So when you go back over to UK, is it just going to be the UK or are you trying to get someplace else? For right now, now, it's just UK. I've applied to one festival in Scotland. We'll see how that works out. But, cool. Uh, yeah, just England, Wales, right? We, yeah, we really thought we were going to be able to travel around a lot more. And then as I started to book the tour, it, it just everything ended up getting really close together and tight. And we really only have like we only did two weeks, maybe last like time. nine. And we gave ourselves four holes. weeks this time, and we're like, oh, we'll have plenty of time to get to Scotland and get around. And it's been like yeah, it's the end of November, awesome. and we only have like nine holes out of thirty days left, basically. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's really awesome. It's crazy that that's how it's all going down. But yeah, well, you're looking forward to it, though. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we take uh, listen to another song? Okay. Uh, what are we going to hear? Uh, I believe this is Preaching Blues. Preaching Blues. Yep. Um, okay. Before we, uh, before we hear it, you guys want to share anything about the song, about the, the itself? It's fast. It's fast. It's a fast okay. song. Yeah, it's it. Well, it actually, okay. <laughs> it's a well, workout for me. The, the introduction to the song is from a, um, is from a uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell tune called You Gotta Move that the Stones made pretty popular on one of their albums. And then... Um, the the song itself is a Robert Johnson tune mm-hmm. um, that we kind of adapted and made our own. We still pay royalties to his estate or whatever, but you know I, who knows where that goes. Who knows where yeah, that goes? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, not your pocket, not my pocket. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, let's take a listen to uh, Preaching Blues.
That was Preaching Blues by Swamp Candy. Guys, what's the uh, best place for people to keep in touch with you and find out what's going on with the band? Well, you can go to our website. That's swampcandy.com. All one word, swampcandy.com. In fact... Sign up for our mailing list right there. Yep, you can sign up there. Or you can go to our Reverb Nation page and sign up there. Uh, We've got fan reach going on there. we got a Facebook. we got a Facebook, yep. Once again, Swamp Candy, all one word. In fact, our band name is all one word. Just to set that straight right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think a lot of people think it's two words. Yeah, a lot of people I, I think it's two words. I did first. It, it'll the first it'll time still come up. It'll still come up. But there's some some little upstarts down there in Texas and Florida that think that their name's Swamp Candy, and they only came along in the last like six nine oh, months or so. I hate that. Well, I tell you, okay. The original name of this band was Sugar Farm, and when I started putting it together and looking, I quickly found out that there was another band named Sugar Farm, so I immediately changed the name of my band. Yeah. You know, to Swamp Candy, and there was no other Swamp Candies, and so I just encourage those who have their name as Swamp Candy to change it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the right thing, thing to do. That's the polite. Change thing. it now, yeah. okay? Change damn it, it. Before I can afford lawyers, <laughs> <laughs> How you afford them? Just tell them that. Um, now, are you guys? You guys are working on a new album, right? That's something yeah. in the works. Yeah. Um, what can you tell us about the uh, the new album? Well, it's gonna. It's going to have a lot of the same spirit that this last album had on it. Um, just a lot, a, a very similar in feel, I think. Um, we're not going to do the on-location thing for this album because it was a good experience, but it was a bit of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, as Joey said, it's like a lot of other things were taken into consideration. This way we get to put the music first and and really just focus on it. Do it on our own time, too. Do it on our own rushed. time frame as well. Yeah. Um, but the, I will tell you this: the name of the album is going to be Land. Land, okay. So when you put it all together, it's Swamp Candy Land. Yes, nice. And there will be a board game that will come out with this. That will be if you play it correctly, you'll end up in the hospital or in rehab. <laughs> and uh, nice. Yeah. Pre-order it now. Fritz. I got Pre-order it. it now. I got it. I got it. There will be no vinyl coming out with this because I, I don't want to do that for a while either. That was a whole other headache. Okay. Putting vinyl together was just a nightmare, man. I dealt with a company out of California, and they were really good. But they were like, every time I called, it was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> I was like, are you going to be able to get it done in such and such a time? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like, did you get my master's? Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, there was no, like, no East Coast assurance, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like we got, I got you. It's no problem. It'll be here on this date. You're, you're going to be good. None of that. It's just yeah, bro. Uh, so a <laughs> little, little too laid back for your taste. Right it's it's been moving kind of slow too. Like the CDs, we're, we've been blowing through those, and the vinyl's just been kind of yeah. You know, if we sell, yeah, I think a vinyl, if we get more get really college excited. gigs, you know, it would sell better. You got to realize something too. Record players mm-hmm. for new kids today, they don't know what that is. Oh, but the college kids are really college, into college it. College kids do, yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about the young ones. You have to order them online. You can't find them in here. You can't go to Best Buy. I have two of them. 
I yeah. Vinyl. yeah. I still have two turntables. Well, yeah, I just spent all day yesterday listening to vinyl. Turkey Day Vinyl Day, man. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, see, okay. no, vinyl is very cool, but you, you see, you still have them. It lengthens okay, my attention go, span. If I had to go buy a new one. It does definitely do that. We, we were noticing that yesterday having dinner. All of a sudden, it'd be quiet. And you have to get up and interact with the medium to <laughs> listen to it some more. You yes. know, you're like, yes. right. And then you would really hold your attention for those yep. first two songs. If, or if we had an MP, you know, an MP3 player or, or like computer, iTunes. You listen to three songs. You're like, ah, oh, let's put something else on. You jump around a lot with the vinyl. Yeah. You're like dedicated to it. Yeah. Because you're too lazy to get up and change. You know, yeah. well, it's not, not about lazy. I, I never want. I know. I personally never wanted to like. You know, pick the knee up and drop it accidentally. Yeah. You know, or yeah. you know, well, I got the know. little push button thing on mine. And just lift it up with that and move it around. Fancy. That's a direct. Oh, that's a direct wow. drive for yeah. the youngins. By the way, I listened to the grossest Beck album I think ever recorded yesterday. Man, I can't remember the name of it. It's just, it's like stuff that I would absolutely love, and I think stuff you would absolutely hate. Yeah. It was just disgusting. It was like Beck with a down tune guitar and like some drummer who was just on Quaaludes, just like, <laughs> bruh, 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 bruh. and and we sat yeah, and listened bro. to the entire thing, man, all four sides. Of it, you know. <laughs> did, did you hear? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, uh, for if you had to like, if you met someone who never heard your band before, you got twenty seconds. What would you tell them to get them interested in your band? Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I don't a, know. A, a, lot of, a lot of times, <laughs> I I think the the uh, instrumentation. It's kind of cool to go over. Like it's it's a hard thing to explain too to people. Well, I just tell them. I tell them we're a nasty duo that plays blues. It sounds like a full band that'll make you get up and stomp your feet and clap your hands. There you go. You did a better job. And if you if you can't do that, then you you know you just <laughs> don't like dead. music. Yeah, you're probably you probably need, need to meet some Brazilians. Yeah, mm-hmm. we kind of see it as a dance. <laughs> band. you're not from California, yeah. go. Yeah, well, that's a, one of the. Well, this is one of the things that Joey. You know, when we were having these arguments about about tightness of songs and different aspects of things because I really like like that Beck stuff I listened to yesterday. I, I love that mm-hmm. kind of stuff where it's just kind of gross and messy and just sloppy and stuff. And and I don't think that's completely lost on Joey, but I, I think within the confines of this band... It depends on the band, purpose of the song. You well, know, like, I listen to Stockhausen. I listen to, like, weird, you know, off-the-wall, atonal yeah. stuff out of time, and I can I can get down with that, but, like... If my if for for this band, if my kick or my slap my my snare is out of place, it messes with the it it, it needs to groove, and not all music needs to groove. Yeah. I think that what we do needs to groove, and that's where. Well, he described it as, as such, and this is where he kind of won me over on on his on his mindset of things. He said, "You know what we are, dude? We're a really weird dance band. We're like a band that you look at that you wouldn't think is a dance band, but at the end of the day, we are." And he's right. It's mm-hmm. like all our stuff is like the original, where all that club music, like, basically comes from, but like a hundred years ago. Yeah, we are the club music of a hundred years ago, updated to now. You know, so it's that's a, that's a lot a, of four on the floor. Yeah, a doom, lot of four doom, on the floor. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, very, very good analogy. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So uh, I just want to wrap it up and ask, what's next for uh, Swamp Candy? What are, what are we expecting two thousand fourteen? Touring, touring the okay. album to be out. Another We're UK excited tour. about the album because a lot of the new stuff he's he's written is awesome. It's like our, it's our favorite stuff to play and right when now. When do we think that album will be out? Hopefully by May. Yeah, yeah. Okay. hopefully by May. Hopefully by the time we go back to the UK, and, and we, then um, I, I think at the very end of 2014, hopefully we're gonna take a little foray back into some electric music, which is a place we haven't gone yet. Okay. And um, you and can try like do an, e- an EP or something. Yeah, with like maybe a three piece or something like that. Like actually bring a drummer in and Sweet. and he goes electric bass and I play electric guitar and and um, 
we're thinking about if it if it's at all possible to get Steve Albini involved in it because I think he'd be a great guide to bring us back from the roots into electricity because I really mm-hmm. love all the things he's ever done. You know, they're just they're really like it sounds like reinventing electric music to me when I hear him, the stuff he's produced. Cool, and then and then obviously on the website we can keep an eye on that for when we're tracked it to make sure we know what's coming. Oh yeah, out. yeah, we sign up on our mailing list. I, I I tend to treat our mailing list in a way where I'll send one out a week that'll kind of update shows, and then once a month within those I'll try and send out almost like a newsletter, like hey, this is what we're up to, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Every once in a while, I'll ask the people on our email list, hey, do you have a place in your town that you know? Do you live in this area between point A and point B where we're going? Would you like us to play there? Do you do you know of a venue? Like you know, I, I ask for help from people all the time. You know, yeah, the email list has been great for that. I mean, like gig, you know, we'll get gigs out of it. It's great. Yeah, sweet, yeah. sweet. Cool. Well, guys, look, I want to thank you for taking time um, before you play tonight uh, to do this little interview. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and this is the most fun interview I've ever had. <laughs> it <that>? is. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was cool. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. We were on a Clear Channel station. It was one of our last interviews we had and. That, was, that fun. was fun, but this is this is like I don't know the the guy the poor well, guy the actresses from Nashville was there yeah which was awesome but it's I like hey, the way you guys have it set up out. where you guys can interact with each other and so it's almost like you know yeah I, I have to be paid to do that I don't want to really interact with Fritz <laughs> but I forget who's paying me you're not <laughs> no, paying me don't worry about it <laughs> but you definitely asked us questions we haven't been asked before and I appreciate that well I'm happy to I hear that, that. we try like to do that. that. Yeah. Try to, you know, think we're asking things we want to know. So yeah. that's the important part for us. And hopefully someone out there wants to know the same thing. But uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you guys play tonight. Yes. And, um, you know, until next time, everybody, this is Sean with Unclaimed Bands. And this has been Swamp Candy. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individual in no way respect the views of Unclaimed Bands. Parent company or subsidiaries.